Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alrighty, back at it, back at it, episode 5 of Man to Man. But hey, listen guys, before we get into this episode, we just want to say thank you so much for listening so far. We know that we dropped our first three episodes on social. That was your first chance of hearing um, what we've been doing these past couple of months. So we've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of love, and again, we can't do this without you. So we do appreciate it. We hope you guys keep listening. And we'll get into that further on and talk a little bit more fun activities that we can get into once we get better with editing. But listen, we're going to get into this podcast. Here we go. Kind of a slow week, but you know what? We do have some headlines to talk about. Let's get after it. I know last week we talked a little bit about load management, who are the top point guards in the league, and a little bit about our Pacers, obviously. Let's go into notable injuries. We'll just start out with that. De'Aaron Fox, we haven't talked much about the Kings. You know, they kind of get shadowed in the West. We all know this, but he's an up and rising star. Obviously, a guy coming out of Kentucky, one of the fastest guys in the the NBA. He did challenge Westbrook on that last season. Westbrook was a little salty, but, you know, he's out for three to four weeks with a sprained ankle. Hopefully, he'll be okay. Curry out for most of the season, but he does make a statement that he expects to play again this season yeah curry uh had a little press conference there and you know with them saying he's gonna miss the rest of the season he's gonna kind of push that timeline you know and hopefully he's gonna make a rush not a rushed return but make sure he gets back at least for this end of this season and into the playoff uh this is what i was exactly talking i knew he was coming back he had the same surgeon as drew Brees, bro drew Brees was expected to miss what six to eight weeks comes back in like four to five curries man he's he doesn't want to see his team not make the playoffs it's going to be very weird for him i believe dude's going to come back if they can get to 500 i don't know how realistic that is but if they can make it to 500 when curry gets back here in february they have a chance to come back let's talk about gordon hayward moving forward can't catch a break he's out for at least six weeks with a broken right hand he can't even shoot the ball. I know he had that gruesome, gruesome injury you know, last season against the Cavs in his season debut with the Celtics. Yeah, I just really feel bad for that guy. Like you said, he really can't catch a break. Um, he was just now getting back into the groove, getting some good chemistry with his teammates, and then we see another injury that's going to keep him out for, I mean, at least another six weeks or so. So hate that's to see tough, it, yeah. too, because he's producing on the Celtics, man. I mean, the Celtics <laughs> are the best in the league right now, and he's a big part of their chemistry and their mesh of what they do over there. I know, exactly. And you hate to see injuries like that, especially to, to one guy that keeps getting injured like this. He's doing everything right, but can't catch a break on the injury side of the game. That's tough. It's tough. Going forward, Eric Gordon out here in the West with the Rockets. He actually just had knee surgery. 
he's only going to be out for four to six weeks. Uh, you know, he's doing rehab, doing all that. He's, he's doing all that quote unquote fun for uh, rehab. Kyle Lowry out for two to three weeks with a fractured thumb. We knew this was happening a little bit in the finals last season, but he didn't really make it seem too obvious because he was still doing what Kyle Lowry does. You know, he didn't get surgery over the summer, which is a little bit, it's a little bit shocking to me. But now he's got a fractured thumb. Hopefully he goes into surgery at least at the beginning of this season. Is the NBA becoming a source of major injuries and could the load management program actually be a solution for all these injuries that we were seeing earlier in the season? Or is this just a part of the NBA and or major sports? Or do you have any other takes on this? I don't know. I'm not sold on the load management programs yet. But as you can see for this, we can see these guys are actually really hurt. Like these guys are getting surgeries. These guys are actually breaking bones. So they are having to sit out like for a long stint of time. I think right, it just, there is no load management for these guys. Not at this point, no. When they come back, yes, possibly they could. You know, you could see a little bit of that load management stuff. But right now, these guys are actually being seriously hurt, and so I mean, it's just part of sports. I mean, every sport you play, you're gonna you're gonna have injuries. You just hate to see these these big ones pop up, especially so soon in a season. At least these guys aren't getting concussed by getting by being hit on the head by a helmet. Shout out Miles uh, Garrett. Keep doing what you're doing Miles over there. Garrett. Yeah, it's, it's suspended indefinitely. I think Miles Garrett, in, even in his press conference, did you see that? He was like, "Oh man, I'm just glad my guys had my back." Like, come on, dude. Like that's at least the NBA doesn't have that kind of NFL reputation. I love NFL. Don't get me wrong, but like, come on, man. I mean, Mason Rudolph, probably a huge douche, but still, <laughs> you can't hit anybody in the head. At least these guys aren't getting a hit in the head, but they're also, you know, breaking ankles and going through surgery. So, it goes back and forth. We're going to transition into some season debuts for particular superstars in the league. They haven't played yet, but, big butt here, Hoop, before that, I think we have another superstar coming in and making her debut season podcast for us not only is she a player for our team but she is a producer for our team she is the bread and butter for what we do how we make pod this podcast even happen we're gonna go ahead and get abigail cox into this podcast all right all right we're gonna bring her in here already let's 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 get I it i never thought the day would come i know are finally gonna let me talk on this thing of course of course what do you got for us Let's start with Paul George. This is a player I actually miss on the Pacers. Playing for the Clippers now. He made his debut this week against the Pelicans. Only playing for 24 minutes, but scoring 33 points. He went 10 and 17 from the field, scoring almost 60% there. 3 and 5 from the three-point line. And 10 and 10 from the free throw line. So 100% there. He had nine rebounds. Um, They did lose to the Pelicans, 132 to 127. And just for Andy's sake, I have to add that Drew Holiday had a 36-burger. Double cheeseburger with some some ketchup (laughs) on the side. Oh, oh my god! It's a little bit for me, too, though, because he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) But other than that, Kawhi's still out with a left knee injury management Overall, nothing to really worry about. Paul George, 
Uh, but the Clippers with this did fall to seven and five at the seventh seed. Right. I think Paul George looks really good. Kawhi and him haven't actually played together yet. Still waiting for that day. But I think after seeing Paul George, he definitely uh, looks really good. So other than Paul George, Blake Griffin also came back this week. Um, came back from a ham- hamstring and knee injury. Started off strong, scoring 19 points. He had seven rebounds and six assists. Only played 24 minutes. That was due to limited minute restrictions from the team doctors. Um, they did end up losing to the Wolves 120 to 144. But Andrew Wiggins went off for 33 points. That was good to see. I think Carl Anthony Towns was a good test for Griffin his first game back. But at the same time, wasn't looking as good as Paul George. Seemed a little rusty, a little unconditioned. But he did say that he feels like with practice and a little bit of time, the chemistry should be okay And a press conference after the game. Right. I think, uh, like you said, I think it was kind of a, a big game from him to come back against Carl Anthony Towns for sure. Two big superstars making their return. Glad to see them back on the court. Um, another big, I mean, headline that we saw this week was Carmelo Anthony gets signed to the Blazers. Very, very excited to see him. And Hashtag stay mellow. Right. I'm, I'm glad he got his opportunity. Yeah, what do you think about that? Where do you see him fitting in there with the Blazers, Andy? I like it, man. I like it. It was tough to see him go after, what, 10, 11 games, the Rockets. I mean, his whole groove. Kind of went down slope when he was at the Thunder. Uh, he got moved to the bench. Wasn't really connecting with the starting five. I don't think it was a great tactic, especially with Billy Donovan coming in his first season. Then he had another chance with one of his very close friends, CP3, and you know, alongside James Harden as well. And alongside James Harden, you know, had another chance, another you know spot up guy. For some reason, he got booted really early, and apparently. What CP3 didn't know about it, I kind of believe that, but I don't really believe that James Harden didn't have anything to do with that situation. Right. I mean, one of those, I mean, just off the top of everything, if you're a superstar on a team, you know day to day what's going on with the organization. You're probably talking to the front office at least once a week about, you know, possible changes, just kind of how everything is going front office wise. I know LeBron's in there every every week talking to his front office, you know? Right. But, yeah, I think my question to you, though, is what, is, is Melo just getting first off the, the bench or is he going to push that starting lineup or where do you see him actually, you know, fitting well, in? He's a, let's, 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 let me ask you this. He's a season out, right? A full season. How many cigars do you think this man has smoked? So you're saying he's got to come off the bench, huh? <laughs> he's smoking cigars all over Instagram. He's going to start, he's going to come off the bench, come out with that second group, kind of get into the groove of things, coming back into the NBA atmosphere. But he's going to have a lot of love coming back, man. I'm super excited for him. We'll see what happens. The Trailblazers need another guy right now, especially to get that distraction off of Dame Dollar and CJ and you know adding on Hassan Whiteside. For some reason, they're not doing so hot right now. I think Melo would be a great addition. Let's talk about another guy. It's not his season debut, but... Christoph Porzingis made his return back to a hostile Madison Square Garden crowd as he gets booed mercilessly. From the other past episodes, we're talking about the Knicks organization, right? 
and we just see their true colors here booing their player that used to play with them and they I mean he did pretty well with them the time that he did play I just didn't I didn't find it very professional of them to you know boo that's who the Knicks are right I mean they just boo they don't care about anything I mean and in their defense you know Chris stops what played three and a half years for him nothing really happened it's like what we talked about these guys that go to the Knicks they don't really stay for long the coaches don't even stay for long he did reportedly say that he didn't want to play for him so I get that's you know, a thing. Right. If I'm a player and I, I got drafted next or I'm on the next team, that's the first thing I'm saying too. I'm saying, I, I, get me out. <laughs> get me out of here. I'm saying to my agent, I'm saying to everybody, get me out of here as soon as possible. And almost every time Porzingis had the ball, the crowd booed and even started the chant, KP sucks during timeouts. The, the crowd is really salty. Everyone just needs to take a break, take a pause, drink some pineapple juice, and let's get it moving. It did kind of mess around with KP's groove during the game, you know, but he did end up with 20 and 11, double-double. Donchus, you know, another triple-double. We were talking about him. But unfortunately, for the Knicks fans' sake, Marcus Morris has a huge step back at the end of the game. Lights a three out, and they end up winning by three points. Right. I, I'm telling you, Donchus is making that, that MVP push again, you know. He's really... He's really showing himself that he at can... least an all star. He wasn't an all star last year. No, but I think you gotta put him up there. I'm just saying. You gotta put him up there. You know who else we're gonna put up there? Who are you putting up there now? The Boston Celtics. Oh, Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. Yeah, we talk about the Celtics all the time. But guess what? They're number one in the league. They're surpassing the Lakers and the Clippers right now. They're averaging 116 points per game. They lost their very first game. But now they're 10 straight. They're 10-1. Looks like Kyrie is, you know, Kyrie being out of that system is looking a lot better. You got Kimba coming in, Al Horford even being off the team. You know, it's it's going well for him, man. They got Grant Williams on there, former Tennessee Vol. You know, a couple other guys, Carson Edwards backing up Kimba. It's looking good. So we'll see how it rolls. I mean, like we were talking about the Sixers, Celtics are up there, top two, top, top one, top two tier team. Exactly. Celtics look scary, and if I hate to say this, but I think I got the Celtics in the Eastern Eastern Conference making the finals this year. Did you have the Sixers at first, or are you going Celtics? Oh, well, I think I said I had either the Sixers. Uh, as at that point in time in the season, they looked really good. But I think it'll be Sixers-Celtics in the Eastern Conference. I think they got it this year. Yep, I, I think so too. But I, I don't know. I might be thinking the Heat as well might be getting up there if they got more ed- edibles uh, for Deion Waiters on the team. Um, he took one of those didn't he (laughs) yeah yeah no they're getting crazy down there so they're still winning games though did you hear about Deion waiters and even he didn't even snitch he's not a snitch he had they asked him he asked him who he got it from and he didn't they asked him who did you get that that gummy bear 20 milligram i don't know what i don't even know anything about that he didn't say (laughs) he didn't i bet it was jimmy i bet it was jimmy there's so many funny memes on that online how jimmy's just like smirking it was gems, bro. But uh, hey, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Celtics, Sixers, they got a good chance. Let's talk about a former Boston Celtic Hall of Famer. Doc Rivers. Let's talk about Doc Rivers. Let's talk about uh-huh. Doc Rivers. We're going to go into the coaches challenge thing. If you don't mind, just kind of break down the rules. 
and we'll talk about if we like it or not, and then we'll get into that Doc Rivers situation. Right. So this year, new for the NBA, put in the coaches challenge, right? So each coach will get one challenge per game. They can challenge a call that a ref made on the floor. A little caveat for that is though they only have about three well they only have three instances where you can have that effect go into and that would be goaltending an out-of-bounds call or a personal foul that is called against his that coaching team so those are the only three So that means that basically for i'm sorry for that personal foul called against your team say that's only a foul if you're on defense or you're on offense and you know they call a charge and you're driving to the basket or you're on defense and you foul the guy shooting. But you can't do it where you're on offense and you're shooting it and you get fouled at the elbow, but they don't call it. Correct. So it's only a foul that happens against your team. So Okay, okay. If you got a charge call on you and you don't think it's a charge, your coach can challenge it and they can reverse it to a blocking foul. Correct. Got it. Got it. But last two minutes of regulation, still the same rules there. Yeah, same rules for last two minutes of regulation and overtime. All that still goes through the replay center. So, yeah, the same thing happens in regulation. The last two minutes are taken care of by the replay center. Same with overtime. Last two minutes go through the replay center. You can use your coach's challenge if you haven't used it already in regulation and overtime just in that first three minutes. Okay, okay. So... I mean, do you like this rule? Is this a good thing? Is it working or is it not? I know there has been 110 coaches challenges so far, and 36% of them have been awarded as correct for the first month of the season. Do you like this? Is this a good thing for the NBA or is it not working? So my biggest thing is basketball is supposed to be a quick game, right? It's not like NFL, you know, making four hours, five hours to watch one game. I think as of right now, seeing the statistics on this, only 36% are getting them right. At the end of the day, I think it's just slowing down the, the pace of the game. And right. as a fan, one call throughout the game is not going to make or break the game, you know? I, I, I personally, I don't like it. I think they should get rid of it. The most important possessions towards the end of the game in that last two minutes, they get replayed by the review center anyway. So those are really where the possessions really count. You're really in it or out in that last two minutes of game anyway. So I just, I don't like it. I think they should take it away next year for sure. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I like it. But there's one thing that I don't like about it. Say if you're in the postseason, you're in the Western Conference Finals, let's take the Clippers, let's take the Lakers. Clippers are up in the series 3-2 at Lakers home court. Lakers got the ball, five seconds left at half court, about to throw it in. They draw up a play for Braun for a corner three or Danny Green or whoever for a corner three to win the game to tie the series. Let's say Danny Green gets that corner three shoots it, it hits the side of the, ricochets off the side of the backboard, a weird looking shot. They obviously show that replay on the Jumbotron. He clearly got hit in the elbow. With this coach's challenge, you can't call whether that was a foul on that other team. Right, the right. The coach's challenge only says that you can call that challenge on your team. So if Danny Green elbowed the defensive player or something like that during that three-point shot, which wouldn't make sense. So that's where I wanted to draw the line. They haven't added that yet. I like what the coaches challenge does, but I think that's something that definitely needs to be added, especially in the postseason in one of those occurrences happening. Because if they don't call that and the game's over and the Clippers go to the finals, I think that's pretty unfair. Right. I see where you're coming from. Uh, 
I can see that instance, but I, I still am gonna stick with that. I don't like the I don't like this rule. Really yeah, don't. it definitely slows out the game. It kind of reminds you of football and basketball is obviously a lot faster. Let's talk about this Doc Rivers incident. Go into it. Got teed up um, the first time, but they're playing the Rockets, and who plays on the Rockets? His Austin son, Rivers. <laughs> Austin Rivers, his son. It was funny, man. While the refs were arguing with Doc. Awesome River gets in between them basically and throws up the T sign, T in, in his own father's face, T him up, T him up. Uh, and then he ends up actually getting ejected. It was all over social. It was the most hilarious thing during this week's episode, I, I think at least. And, you know, as Doc is leaving the arena, he, he puts up the call me sign. Yeah, uh, like they're going to hash it out or something right after the game. Call me up. I didn't mean to get you thrown out of the game, but... Is that what it was? Is that what it was? I thought no, he was he... call me to... Mit, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> fuck with him. That's hilarious. But hey, he did tweet after the game. Austin Rivers did tweet and say, hey, well, Thanksgiving is going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Austin is getting... As much as a portion as Doc, his dad, this year during Thanksgiving, I think his dad might be whooping up, whipping up the turkey. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll see some tweets uh, or an Instagram post between father and son. Yeah, making up, you know, making up, right? You know, maybe kissing on the lips a little bit like Brady does. Shout out Tom Brady. Ugh, bro, get that out of here. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to go into the Pacers segment, Liam. Yeah, so our Pacers went one and two this week. We really got some good competition this week. We played the Rockets and the Bucks. We lost both of those games. The only win that we did have this week was against the Thunder, where we uh, put an ass whooping on them and won by 26 points on their home floor. So it was good to see that win. But right. yeah, let's talk about the, the Rockets, right? Yeah, that was actually a really good game. Abigail, Abigail's back in. Oh, oh Abigail's back in this motherfucker. I'm back. I told it. you I'm not leaving anymore. All right, let's hear it. Once you, you get... let me on here, you're stuck with me. All right, well, what do you got about the Rockets <laughs> then? Let's hear about the Rockets. Yeah, this was actually a really good game for the Pacers. Even though we did lose 111 to 102, we had a really good game. I still think that we were the better team that we could have won that game. But James Harden had almost half of the points for his team, scoring 44 points. We had six players scoring double digits. That's what an actual team should be like. Uh, Sabonis had the most with 18 points. In my opinion, that makes us the better team. That is Indiana basketball. That's good basketball. I think our team as a whole looked a lot better. And we don't even have most of our starters out there in this game. Our bench is full of all of our best guys and we're still coming in close games like that, having a range of players scoring the double digits, like I said, I don't know what y'all's take on that is, but that's mine. Yeah, I think we looked really good. And making it close in the fourth quarter, that's pretty much all you can ask for. Got an opportunity mm-hmm. got an opportunity to win the game late. We just couldn't figure it out. But yeah. Gives you hope though. <laughs> <laughs> that was such like a less like a such a like non confident gives you hope. <laughs> I know, Hoop, you have the Rockets going all the way. It's one of your big hot takes, but I don't think that's going to happen when you just have one guy scoring half your points every game. I don't think that's sustainable, and I don't think that's the kind of team that makes it all the way. I can see that. With that being said, I think Russell Westbrook kind of shit the bed that game. I mean, he didn't really do much, and that's that was one of my big ifs. If they, if they can figure out Harden and Russell chemistry-wise and, you know, making... We're not seeing it yet. 
I mean, if they can both score 40 points, then they'll be real dangerous, <laughs> right? Then they'll have a team. Right. So let's look at the next or game. Duo, yeah. At least. Let's look at the next game here that we had on Saturday against the Bucks. Andy, if you want to kind of just run us through what happened. Ah, yeah, as much as I don't want to, sure. Yeah, we actually watched that game tonight. We got one positive. Miles is back after missing eight straight games from a right ankle. Oh, my goodness, my ankle hurts, coach. I don't know how many ankle sprains I've had in my life. Come on now, bring them back, bring them back. But uh, need some load management. <laughs> it's load yes. management, but he did look good. Brogdon, unfortunately, he didn't make his return against his former team. He was out with back injuries last night. TJ McConnell played last night against the Rockets as well, out with a groin injury. What did you do after the game, Tej? Um, Jeremy Lamb still out with a hip injury. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no. sorry. I'm sorry. Returns whenever he feels comfortable. Jeremy Lamb is one of those load management guys. Listen day to day. And again, of course, without these guys, we're losing by a lot of points. We're starting Justin Holiday. This kid is trash. Shot Garbage. ten, you know, shot ten of eleven from the field. And of course, the Greek freak does what he, you know, does. You know, went twenty six thirteen. Dub dub. There's really nothing much to say about this game. We lost twenty plus. That brings us to seven and six. Brings the Bucks to nine and three. I mean, we met. Weston Matthews, he's on their starting lineup over there. We miss him a little bit coming in, you know, shooting the bow and arrow for us. Um, you know, DiVincenzo looks really good, former Villanova Wildcat for their team. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens when we do have some of our core guys back. But beyond that, man, it's hard to stop a guy who can dunk from the free throw line. <laughs> but. Right. That's a lot to ask for players that normal roles are, you know, coming off the bench. But. Oh, well. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for episode five. Big, 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 big shout out to our producer, Abigail, for making her um, appearance mm-hmm. on our podcast this week. She pretty much does it all for us. She edits every episode, runs our social media page. She pretty much gives us us and you guys something to listen to every week. So big shout out oh, to her. Always, as always. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> of course you will be, of course. But yeah. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Once we get a little bit more comfortable with editing and stuff, we want to kind of interact with you guys, bring you guys on, getting your hot takes as well. But thanks again, guys, for listening. We will catch you next week. Yes, sir. Pacing Nation up. Peace out. I'm straight hustling.